It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. Some people take holidays off. Some people work overtime on holidays. And that's what the Locked On Celtics podcast does. Working OT, not one, but two podcasts recorded on Independence Day. We're celebrating America by talking about basketball. This is John Corrales. Jay King is with me. The first Celtics Summer League game has just completed. We have watched the Celtics take on the Philadelphia 76ers Summer League entry. We've got a lot of things to get to. Jalen Brown, Terry Rozier, RJ Hunter, guys of note there. James Young, maybe not so much of note. Uh, And later on, I'm going to talk about Kevin Durant because there's something that's bugging me about how people are reacting to him. I'll get to that in a minute. But Jay, uh, kind of uh, an interesting debut for Jalen Brown. A lot of people who it feels like, I don't know if it's the same specific people, but after the draft, everybody was really, really disappointed. And then Jalen Brown comes out in the first summer league game, gets to the line 17 times, has a 16-point night, and all of a sudden people are going nuts because he tried to dunk on a couple of people, cut a nice alley-oop, and and people are already coming around on Jalen Brown. It doesn't take long, does it? Not at all. Yeah, I mean, for for a guy who went two for seven in his summer league debut, Jalen Brown really did a lot of promising things. I, I thought the best thing was that not only did his athleticism show, but he used it to to great advantage. You know, there was he tried to dunk on people's heads. He he got to the line that often. He, he really went hard to the hoop, got to where he wanted with the basketball. I thought he struggled with his decision making sometimes on his drives, which is to be expected. That that's kind of one of his flaws. But he got some rebounds. He took off coast-to-coast a few times. Really explosive in that sense. Uh, And I I thought it was a promising debut. The the ones that people will remember the most, he just tried to decapitate people in the paint. It was nuts. Yeah, and and after the second one, where he he drew drew fouls on both of them, he kind of stared at Rishon Holmes like, like don't don't do it, bro. Don't don't get it. Don't get in my way, man. And, and it was kind of that Celtics attitude that that should fit right in. Yeah, uh, I thought it was a promising debut from him. He he wasn't always great in one on one situations defensively. He'll need to improve on that. But he still blocked Ben Simmons a couple of times. Made some nice recoveries. He's really really an athletic kid, and he he really really I thought showed some potential in game one. Yeah, when when you're that much of an athlete, and I know that we've been challenged in the pla- in the past to not talk about his athleticism, but that's that's what he has. That's his strength. You can make bad decisions, and your body can just recover and and kind of do the things 
that your brain wouldn't let your wouldn't let you do earlier. So it's nice to see that a guy like that uh, can recover and make plays while he's learning the game. And it's only the first summer league game, but you get to see some of the things that that are promising. What are you looking for in a summer league game? You want to see an attitude, and he tried to dunk on a couple of guys. Those are big plays. That is an aggressive mindset. So forget about a lot of the other things. You want to see that aggressive mindset, and you saw it. Uh, that ability to get to the line, taking those shots even though they didn't fall. His jumper doesn't look terrible. It, it can use some tweaking, but he hit a couple of three. Or no, he hit one three. Uh, but look, that's that's something that he can work on. And he's one of, I want to say, five guys who got six rebounds tonight, tied for the team lead. All Overall, a pretty solid night for, for this guy. And he's got a few more games in Utah and a few games in Las Vegas to kind of start putting it all together. And one thing that I really need to emphasize when we're looking at summer league games, there are guys on this team that are gunning for contracts somewhere else. Malcolm Miller tonight had 14 points, shot six of eight, was really, really productive, a team high plus 20. He's not making the Celtics. But he's out there trying to get his. So he's not exactly running the offense. He's not out there trying to fit in with Jalen Brown. He's out there trying to prove to somebody that's not with the Celtics that he's going to be an NBA-level player. So you have to in- incorporate guys like that that are trying to make a name for themselves. Even this, the second-round draft picks, Demetrius Jackson, Ben Bentel, those guys are trying to stick. The Celtics have commitments at some level to 20 different guys and a maximum of 15 spots on the roster. So even those guys are trying to figure out a way to make a name for themselves. So there are grains of salt to take with performances. Even Jalen Brown, he's affected by that stuff because he's not playing with teammates all on the same page. And it'll be different when you're playing not only with better players, but with guys who are all working towards a common goal to win games rather than win contracts. Yeah, I, I think the most important part of the summer league for the Celtics is to, A, find someone on the perimeter who will take a chunk of Evan Turner's minutes. Now, I, I think that's priority number one after Turner left for the Portland Trailblazers. And that I thought it was promising in that sense. You know, Terry Rozier had a nice game. I, I thought he was calm. He he ran the offense pretty well. He probably picked up his dribble a couple of times when when he shouldn't have. But other than that, he, he knocked down some shots. He had a, a sweet lefty finish. He genuine generally made made really good decisions with the basketball and ran the show and did a lot of things you'd want out of him if he is a playmaker uh, in the NBA. So I, I thought he was promising. R.J. Hunter knocked down some shots. He looked pretty good. Didn't have a great game, but st- still made an impact. Had a nice block in, in the left corner against someone. I think it was Webb on, for the Sixers who tried to shoot a step-back jumper. Uh, he's always a, Hunter's always a lengthy guy. So And then there was Brown who earned 17 free throws, showed off his athleticism. So three different guys who might be 
in charge of taking some of those minutes all looked pretty good. And, and that's a good sign. I, I do think they'll probably have to have somebody step, one of the young guys step up and earn minutes. It'll probably be Jordan Mickey who, who's out in Utah because he, he just hurt his shoulder in practice blocking somebody. Uh, but I, I do think they have space in the front court for at least one guy, depending on what happens the rest of free agency. Uh, but yeah, again, get, getting someone to fill in those tournament minutes is a big deal. And, and three candidates stepped up pretty well in, in game one. Was somebody just trying to drill a hole through your wall there? Actually, I just got a, a text message. I should probably <laughs> put it on uh <laughs> <laughs> While Jay check, checks his text messages, this reminder that the Locked On Celtics podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, available on iTunes, Google Play. If you're listening for the first time, go there and subscribe. You can get it on your phone before we post it on social media, before we post it on Red's Army or Mass Live. You can get it immediately, and you can listen at your convenience and get them all uh, right, right delivered to you as soon as they're published. Uh, so... Yeah, I, I was really encouraged by Terry Rozier's play tonight. And, and again, it goes back to a lot of guys not on the same page. So some of the plays, like picking up his dribble, he might have gotten away with that stuff when you're playing with Isaiah Thomas and Jay Crowder, guys who can bail you out, or when you get into trouble and you know guys are going to be in certain places you know, Jay, I mean, you've played basketball. When when you know a guy is going to be in a place, sometimes you can throw a pass to a spot when you get into trouble knowing a guy is going to be there, and you can't do that in, in summer league. So I will excuse some of Terry Rozier's mistakes. Not all of them, but he's this is a second year. He didn't play much last year. I, I'm encouraged, and if we're looking for a guy to take Evan Turner's minutes – and we're looking in-house for that. I think Terry Rozier is one of the candidates to do that. More likely, we're looking at Marcus Smart, barring any sort of trade. Marcus Smart's going to kind of fill that role, I think, now that Evan Turner is gone. But you never know how things are going to work out. And, and Rozier's definitely going to make a play to pick up some of those minutes. And I think that... His shooting was very encouraging. Six of 13 tonight. And uh, on top of that, filled up the stat sheet. Six rebounds. Rozier continues to be a really good rebounding guard. Five assists. So, overall, I'm really encouraged by Rozier. Hunter was okay. Made some mistakes. But he, he had some pretty sweet threes. And one really terrible three that hit the top of the backboard from the corner when he was wide open. But I'm still, I, I still kind of like Hunter. And I think that in the grand scheme of things, he can do some pretty good things. I think Hunter and Rozier this season can be contributors on some level off the bench. Yeah, what I liked about Rozier especially was that he didn't force anything, but he was still aggressive. And that's what you need him to do because he's not going to be a star player in the NBA, at least in year two. And all you need him to do is be able to run the offense, you know, try to attack on pick and rolls when there's an opportunity. And I, I thought he did a nice job of recognizing when the opportunity was there. He also had a sweet dunk at the end of the game. We should mention that. Yes. Very, very athletic man, just like Jalen Brown. 
Although that is that is not a comparison I think anyone would ever make. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, one other thing that I, I enjoyed about the telecast, <laughs> the announcers didn't seem to know much about the Celtics at all. One of them was saying that they don't run very much in the regular season and don't shoot a lot of threes. And it might have been the same guy. It might have been the other guy. I don't even know. Somebody compared TJ McConnell to John Stockton because of the number he was wearing and his haircut and the way he trotted on a basketball court. Just say he's white, man. Yeah. Just say it's because he's a white boy. <laughs> Look, it's summer league for the broadcasters, too. They, yeah. it, I, I will say that they really missed a lot of the key elements of the game. Like the, at the end, very end of the game, Terry Rozier and Jalen Brown both did very smart things. Philly wasn't trying to foul. They they weren't in a, in a regular season game in that situation, less than 10 points. They, they might have actually intentionally fouled, but they weren't trying to foul. But Rozier did that, like, bring the ball up the court real fast, chased by the guy, and then he slowed down, and the guy kind of ran up his back, and he drew a foul. I and, call that Chris Paul. Right, right. And Jalen Brown did the same thing, which is nice recognition from a rookie. So a rookie and a second-year player recognized those things, and they did that. But the announcers are like, well, Philly forced the foul. Like, no, they weren't. They weren't trying to foul. Like, watch the game. So, yeah, I don't think they really had a full grasp on what was happening on the floor. So uh, other guys on the team that we're looking at, uh, Gershon Yabusele, uh, not a great game necessarily, but when you don't when, have to say necessarily, <laughs> it's not a great game. Uh, yeah, there but, you go. But I, but I'm adding a but to this. When they they say that he's like a dancing bear, he really is like he's nimble. He had no clue where he was supposed to be. You you saw him get lost time and time again. Just not a not a great debut necessarily. But for a guy his size. He really can move. So I'm hoping that his brain can learn the NBA game. And I don't know if he's going to be stashed or what, but I like the way he moves. Like he, he's not for, for a big guy. He doesn't move slowly for a big guy. He, his foot speed is pretty quick. He can get to spots pretty quick. So if, if I'm looking for silver linings here, and maybe I'm reaching a little bit, but <laughs> I, he he's a nimble big guy. I'll, I'll give him some time because he was playing in France, and Philly had, I mean, they had a really athletic front court with Ben Simmons, the number one overall pick, who threw some sweet passes, uh, Rashawn Holmes, who tries to block everything, and then Christian Wood, who's just a long, athletic dude. They, they really had a lot of athletes out there, so it's probably a, a different level of athlete than he's ever seen in France, so... Yeah, give Gershon time. It it's never never good to to rush to judgment in summer league. Not even after the whole summer league. Oh, ne- yeah. Never mind. Never mind. Just one game. So give give Gershon time, and we'll see what what happens the rest of the way. Another guy who who did not impress tonight was James Young. Yeah, I was just going to transition into that. Yeah, yeah he, that- he's in, he's in year three. He he's still the third youngest guy on the roster, but it's time where. He needs to. He should be completely separated from all the guys on this roster. He's he's in the third year of his career, and after hitting two early threes, he basically disappeared. 
He wasn't out there. I mean, you 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 notice his haircut every once in a while, but other than that, <laughs> he just didn't do too much. And I mean, he got outplayed by Malcolm Miller. He got outplayed by R.J. Hunter. He got outplayed by Jalen Brown. It, it's getting to the point where you wonder how much longer they'll, they'll keep him on the roster because he, he may not be worthy of a spot considering how, how many guys they already have on the team and, and all that. So it, we'll see about James Young, but not looking good so far and hasn't looked good really for the first two years of his career. No, uh, James Young, look, at this point, we got to cut bait with James Young. And I'll, I'll actually, I'll back off a little bit on that. I'll give him the summer league. Game one, I won't rush to judgment. I'll, I'll take that back. But we're at the verge of cutting bait with James Young. It's only $1.8 million in a year where it's a $94 million cap and the Celtics have cap space and they're not going to go rush to fill that cap space. So I don't think they need that $1.8 million free. They can cut them and just be done with them. Eat the money for it a year and let someone else compete for that spot. There's just no point. But we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. And we'll give him Utah. We'll give him Vegas. But if at the end of Vegas, he hasn't shown a propensity to be the leader like he needs to be the best player on this summer league team or i mean i, I don't know if he needs to be the best player but he needs one to, of the best players he needs to be really good he needs to help at least yeah. uh, he needs to do something yeah the, it, it, he needs he needs to release and it's just like he hasn't shown any grasp of basketball like he drives to the hoop when guys <laughs> When guys are waiting under the basket, he he doesn't know when to cut. He doesn't know when to spot up. It's like there are just a lot of things that he still hasn't grasped. And it's, yeah, it, it's it's starting to become like trouble time for James Young. Maybe it was too early to judge him for two years. Maybe, maybe one game isn't indicative of strides he's made. But, like, it's it, it hasn't happened yet for him and and – it's, it's time to start getting a little impatient, I think, if I mean, you're the Celtics front office. I, I, I joked about this on Twitter, but a team like Philadelphia or another bad team that could maybe afford to bring him along more slowly, you trade him to them for one of those heavily protected second-round picks that you'll never get, and you just deal with it, and you just let them – play him like James Young on Philly or another bad team could find some level of success. So I'm, I'm perfectly happy letting him go. There's just no right now. There's just no sign of him being able to step up and show that he can contribute to this team's success. Like, like we were just talking about, Terry Rozier showed signs of being able to contribute to this team's future. RJ Hunter showed that he can potentially be a part of this team's future and contribute off the bench at the very least. But Young hasn't shown it. That's just it. Young hasn't shown it. It's been two years and you want to see progression. And you can say... You can say that 
he's not great, and he'll take some time for him to be whatever it is that he's going to be, but you want him to be better than he was two years ago. Yeah. Uh, let's just stop talking about Jay. Yeah, so. let's just move on. Let's move yeah, on. It's, it's, there, it's probably not even worth talking about at this point, honestly, because unless unless he really improves, there there's another guy, Jalen Brown, ahead of him on the totem pole. And yeah, he's got he's got a lot to prove. And if they need a roster spot, he's probably the one right now to dump. Yep. All right. So that's summer league. That's I, I think after one game in summer league, I think that's a fair amount of time to spend on analysis of a summer league game. The locked on Celtics with the Rain and Jays here to give you instant reaction to everything. Even summer league. We're we're out here July fourth with our second podcast of the day. Just crushing it. You wanted to talk about Kevin Durant. I would like because, to talk about Kevin Durant. Because so, it bothers you. It, you are bothered right now by people's reaction to Kevin Durant. I'm bothered. Okay. I'm bothered by, and I know fans want to turn on Durant. And I'm not going to stop them from turning on Durant. They're going to turn on Durant. There's this this concept of loyalty amongst fans where when a guy is – 27 years old in the prime of his life and one of the best players on the planet and he leaves you feel like he's turned his back on the city it's been nine years in oklahoma city they haven't won a title uh and and everybody's a little frustrated and kevin durant today decided obviously like we've talked about decided to go to the golden state warriors as basketball players throughout our lives we get it i get it as a human being I look at my work and I would be happy to leave something to go to a better something. Whatever it is that you do when you're whoever you are listening, whether you are a lawyer or a paralegal or a doctor, a nurse, whatever it is, if you want to leave a situation after a while, and go to another situation that you think is better for you, you'll do it, and it won't matter. There's no loyalty to the people you've spent nine years with. It might be a tough decision, but you're like, hey, this is better for me. I got to go do it. For people to turn on Durant and call him a coward and say he has no heart after everything that he's given that team, after everything he's given that city, I think it's crap. I think it's total crap. And I think people need to have a little bit of understanding for a person trying to just navigate his way through life and navigate his way through a profession and and win. And maybe, just maybe, Kevin Durant is looking at his owner, Clay Bennett, and saying, I'm sick of playing for this cheap-ass bastard who's never going to give me the supporting cast that I, I need. We just traded Serge Ibaka. We just let guys go. We never we let James Harden go. We never really put something around me that I'm seeing in Golden State. And yeah, it wasn't Boston, and people are upset that it wasn't Boston, but the same Boston fans who are saying that he's whatever are the guys who would have accepted him with open arms. But you look at that situation in Oklahoma City. There's only so much that they could do. Clay Bennett is a bad owner. He will not spend the money necessary to put a great 
superstar team together. He will not do the things that Golden State just did and work things to get one of the two or three best players on the planet to join their team. A 73-win team with Steph Curry, a looming free agent, with money that needs to be spent. They went out and got one of the best players in NBA history to join them after winning 73 games. They lost in the finals. They needed to upgrade their team. They went out and got Kevin Durant. They're spending the money. They're doing what they need to do. Clay Bennett will not do that in Oklahoma City. So why, as a fan, are you directing your animus towards Durant? You should turn around and direct it towards Clay Bennett because he never gave Durant the opportunity to win the titles in OKC. They should have kept Harden. They should have made other moves. Sam Presti is sitting there trying to renegotiate and, and, and figure out a way to keep this window open. He never had the full opportunity to put teams together. That's not a Wick Grosbeck out there and that in and, and the Boston Celtics ownership who will spend money when they need to. So I think fans need to take a good hard look at what this situation really is and not just say, oh, KD's a coward because he's taking the easy way out. No, Kevin Durant went to a great team because he's going to go there and he's trying to win championships. And he's trying to do something that makes him feel good. He's trying to do something that makes him historic. And he's leaving a situation that would never, ever, ever Give him the opportunity that Golden State did. That's my rant. Tell us how you really feel, John. Tell me I'm wrong. Tweet me. You know where to find me. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me this isn't Clay Bennett's fault. You want to direct your your your, your hate towards Durant? Direct it towards Clay Bennett. He's the guy that did this. Get him, John. Get him. But seriously. Look, man, we're in a situation here where the salary cap is up to $94 million. The owners and players essentially split this 50-50. Clay Bennett got a one-year $94 million deal this year. No one wants to talk about that. Durant went off and signed two years for $54 million with another team. Clay Bennett got one year, $94 million, and he's getting $110 million next year. Clay Bennett, one guy, in two years, is getting $200-plus million. But he doesn't want to spend money on the tax. And people want to hate on Durant? No, I'm not with that. That's not I, – I don't like that at all. So, I can keep going. I nah, can keep going. Uh, we got to <laughs> cut you off. The Let's people. wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. We've all right? Got- had a podcast today, Fourth of July, fireworks I'm for fired. Golden State. I am fired up. I'm fired up. Fireworks. So let's wrap it up. Yeah, let, let's wrap this up. Summer league, baby. It's summer league. Summer league is back. Basketball. Basketball. Real basketball. Jalen Brown dunk attempts on the your head. Sneakers on the hardwood. Green running up and down the floor. Guys wearing Celtics jerseys. It's a great time. So, uh, again, a reminder: subscribe to us wherever you choose to listen to your podcast if you want to to subscribe on itunes you can subscribe on itunes if you want to subscribe on google play we're there wherever it is if you're on audio boom download the app on on the app store 
Uh, you can just have the, the shows show up on your phone. There's an RSS feed on our audio boom page. You can plug it into your, uh, whatever app it is that you want to listen to your podcasts. It's all right there. It's really, really easy. The information is right there. Subscribe, give us good ratings because your ratings sustain us. It's like air and food to me anyway. So give us good ratings and subscribe to the podcast and, We'll probably do like five or six podcasts tomorrow because that's what we're doing here. This is the Locked On Celtics podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.